Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. You're, you're... Good day, chick. And I'll just say right back to him. I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Oh boy, Quinny boy, <laughs> what a weekend of football. Oh mate, I don't think I've been this up and about. I actually can't remember the last time I was this up and about. Well, I've known you footy. for four years and I don't think I've seen you this up and about about anything. It's Not just cr- footy related. Cr- I think anything, <laughs> I don't think I've seen you this excited about. No. So no. look, it, I'm, it's you know a bit annoying, but I'm also happy for you because I know it's been a long time coming. Yeah, yeah, it's been, um, yeah, it's been a crazy... Crazy weekend, crazy few days, um, and yeah, I mean it's it's a great time to to be a fan of the Carlton Footy Club, um, as you saw firsthand on on Friday night. You were there. I was there. Um, I was trolling, t- I thought maybe with your your pink swan like jumper that you're wearing. I just thought, look, I'm look ethnic enough. All right, I'm already going to be presumed to be a Carlton supporter. I'm going to do anything I can to try and differentiate myself a little bit, and it worked. Got on TV. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I've watched the replay and I saw us there a few times. Did you? So, yeah. 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 Well, I look for your jumper. So it's, see, that was how I got us. You're welcome. Yeah. So, But it was a good game, wasn't it? It, it was, was a good it was game. It was um, At one point, it looked like it was going to be pretty one-sided and then the Swans made a late charge, which I know kept you on the edge of your seat a little bit, but I was pretty excited about that because at least it made an interesting game. Yeah. Um, and then Carlton just were too good in the end and held strong. Yeah. I mean, that was that second quarter, nine-goal second quarter was... That's some of the best football I've seen. That was Melbourne-esque yeah, with, that was, with their third quarters. That was some of the best football I've seen any team play this season. It was crazy. Um, and, I mean, we've played that sort of footy for most of the year in in patches. Um, and, I mean, that, that, I mean, I think that's what the good teams do. They just put teams away with a massive surge in a quarter, you know, a quarter and a half, and, and, that, and that kills the game. And you can sort of, not cruise, but, you know, you've, you've banked all those points there and um, you've set up the game. So... Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, it depends who you're playing as well. I mean, you've yeah. seen firsthand that cruising can sometimes lead to a bit yes. of a comeback yes. from the other side. So yeah. I think you get to pick and choose your targets a little bit with that. But yeah, absolutely. Melbourne have been the prime example of doing that. They cruise for the first couple of quarters. Usually it's their third where they come out, absolutely demolish the team, kick seven or eight goals in a quarter, put them to bed early, and then they just cruise again for the last. So Carlton did that on the weekend in the second quarter. Yeah, that was crazy. It was an unbelievable experience that Friday night footy. And um yeah, the scenes after the game were pretty crazy as well. But as this man on our screen, um, to our left here, King Charles, oh. as they're calling him, um, is he is he the best forward in the competition at the moment? Probably the most in form. I would have said it was so, Lynch yeah, before I'd that. Say him and Lynch, him yeah. and Lynch. But Lynch kicked zero four on the weekend and did a hammy. So yeah, yeah, maybe Charlie now. Yeah, just for kicking. You know, was it six again on the weekend? Kicks it was five to half time. Yeah, six for the game. More, yeah, yeah, so he. Yeah, scary how much he could have kicked. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's just his... And the way he kicks him as well, like he, he flies for everything. His hands are unbelievable and he's so athletic. Um, and, and, it's cra- and it's crazy to think that we've got Harry as well who isn't playing, um, you know, who was the best forward last year. So, it, yeah, it's it's a crazy time to be a Carlton fan. And we've got a lot of injuries as well, a lot of players out. So there's only only upside um, from here on in. But sitting equal second on the ladder, can you put... No. Just even saying those <laughs> no, words is, is baffling, baffling for me. I think uh, the rest of the AFL is just waiting for the uh, for the fall. Yeah. For the inevitable I mean, fall I, we've all predicted to happen. But the way you guys are playing, I, I don't think it will. No. Nah. I mean, even us as fans, like we still don't have that trust. Like I'm always <laughs> like, oh, shit, like, we're, like, this is too good to be true. Like I'm like waiting for us to just slip up and slip up. But yeah. so far they've proven us wrong and, and it's great to see. Um, so yeah, equal second on the ladder. It's crazy. 
So nah, it's, a, it's a good spot to be for all Carlton fans at the moment, that's for sure. It is. And just before we move on from the Blues, I'm wearing um, my Carlton T-shirt. I, I promised uh, a shout-out tonight to Mal Marsh, Kristen's dad. Um, caught up with him last night and he said he was disappointed I haven't worn the T-shirt that he got me a few weeks ago on the podcast yet. So here it is and here's your shout-out. So he'll be watching on, on YouTube. Uh, it was nice of you to ask if you could borrow my scissors to cut the tags off just to put it on for this episode. <laughs> First time you've worn it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Throwing you under the bus, man. Uh, no, that's good. That's good. But uh, yeah, that's probably enough. Enough. We've got the, got the, fla- got the flaggers out of the way early. Uh, here and we go. Yeah, <laughs> enough Carlton talk. But speaking of the... Uh, of flaggers and flag potentials, the D's. Nam. Or Nam. Nam. Well, it's still, still the D's. Nam. Nam is Melbourne, yeah. though. So it's still the Nam Question. Demons. They played North Melbourne. Mm. Were they North Nam? <laughs> well, I mean, well, it's Melbourne. Yeah, Isn't but North the didn't change their name, so but no. But technically they'd be North Nam. I think so. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so Nam D's versus North Nam. Yeah, lots of Nams. Mate, and yeah. this was, uh, at one point of the game, I thought, geez, North are... Very they did arrive. Yeah, yeah. And, but they've, ten- they've tended to do that against the good sides this year, I've noticed, North. They've kind of stuck with them for a bit and then just obviously got blown out of the water. Yeah, well, that I was mean, probably their best performance of the season, North. Probably. I'd say. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was. That, they looked, yeah, dangerous. Well, not yeah. dangerous, dangerous is the wrong word, but they looked competitive. They were very. They were in that game up until three-quarter time. Which, you know, you never expected yeah. Melbourne to lose that game. No. But if, if, for North fans, it's good signs. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't many of them there. Like that crowd was pretty. I mean, as you'd expect, I think they're it was playing less than ten thousand. They're playing there? Melbourne. Was it? That I think it was that low, but it was low. It was very low. Should we find it? We'll, we'll try to find it in the background you find as it. we talk. I'll, yeah. talk. I'll talk about the D's, but yeah, the D's. You know, they're ten and zero, and I feel like they've just sort of cruised to ten and zero, which is crazy in a way. Um, but yeah, they're, they're like they're, yeah, I, I I can't see them losing. Again, given the form of... I mean, they're probably going to lose to someone we don't expect. Like, everyone probably expects them, maybe Brisbane or Frio or, or Carlton to be their biggest challenges. But I feel like they're, they're probably going to lose to someone mid-table. But yeah, it, it'll be like last year when they lost surprise. those unexpected games. Yeah, yeah and that's so how I think they're going to lose. It's going to be hard to predict a loss, but yeah. it'll come one of those types of um, types of games, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but no, they're... they're uh, I wouldn't say they're impressive but they're just they're just ticking along nicely and um and yeah and they're i think easily the best team in the competition that's for sure that's almost what is the most impressive part about it is yeah they're, they're just not, cruising they're just cruising yeah. they don't have to why pull all the stops out go nuts and then you know by the by you're all cooked yeah they don't need to and yeah. they're 10 and zip at the moment which i don't know if when was the last time we saw a team go 10 and zip were they 10 and zip last year i can't remember D's? did no i don't think they got 10 and zip they were because they lost a few games to like bottom of the table clubs last year, remember? They lost a few. I'm going to find this. Yeah, you can do that in the background. Did you like, find the other? Nah, I couldn't find the attendance. I know it's somewhere, but right, well, I'll, uh, I'll get distracted searching the internet looking for that. I might as well just keep talking along. But yeah, it was obviously a pretty low attended game, which I'm surprised from Melbourne supporters. I mean, they've had relatively low crowds all year. I mean, round one, famously, in the grand final rematch was pretty low attended. And then, um, you know, I haven't seen any real sellout games or close to selling out games with the D's playing. You think you're top of the ladder. I mean, I know you won the flag last year, but Melbourne supporters, you've had it pretty rough for a long time. You think you'd show up while you're mm. good. Yeah, they're another team, though. You know, like I don't think, I don't think success is going to double their membership base or triple their membership base like a Richmond or a Carlton. You know. Because you get, you get to have the support. Yeah, I think I just I don't think they're just going to pluck some. You know, I think. You know, the bigger teams like Carlton, Richmond, Collingwood, Essendon have a lot of supporters, but not all of them are members. Yeah. Where I think Melbourne have just got as much as they can. 
to be honest. They're yeah, just a they're bit, almost they're, maxed it out. They're reckon? not a massive club. They're like they're yeah. You'd say they're probably a not a small club. They're probably middle of the range. I'd say yeah, middle tier in terms yeah. of size wise. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I can grow that because what round one against the doggies. What was it? Like 50? 50 something thousand for their first game after winning the flag and you the opening game of the season. That was yeah, raising poor. the flag as well at the G. You think everyone would be there? Yeah, that was poor. So, anyway, that's yeah, that's yeah. just uh, I think where they're at in terms of fan base wise. But anyway, they were um, 9 and 0 last year and they lost in round 10 to Adelaide by a point. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So I was right. So they almost got there. Nearly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the D's. And yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting given. Brisbane and Frio also losing on the weekend. Um, it's, it's made it hard to really see who the real second seed is to them at the moment. Because then, well, now you've got, I, I don't know, Frio losing to Collingwood, which we'll, which we'll touch on, is a bit concerning for Frio given, you know, what they've been doing this season. Yeah, it's a, but it could be like Melbourne last year losing to Adelaide, you know, and some mm. of the other games they lost, just an outlier. Yeah, um, could be. Off I mean, you don't know. We'll have to see some more consider. I mean, but Frio also lost last week to the Gold. Gold Coast, they so. did. They got smashed. Yeah. They got smashed to Colin, like yeah, two weeks in a row. Yeah, so disappointing from Freo. They'll be wanting to figure yeah. out what's going wrong there and try and turn that around. But yeah, a couple of poor losses. Who knows if it's going to be something that's going to stick or if it's just a bit of an outlier for now and they'll they'll move on going forward. But even Brisbane lost on the weekend. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, interesting. interesting. Like you said, it's hard to tell who is second and third best at the moment. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to the Dreamtime game. Absolutely. You were there. I was there. Yeah. I was there. How was, was it? Uh, How was the experience? Great experience. I always love Dreamtime. The performance I put on before the game is um, it's. N- I can't think of anything in world sport that's similar in terms of like the the, her- the history and the heritage behind it. Yeah, is quite special. Yeah, um, and I don't know if any other country sort of like you know recognizes the natives of the land the quite, quite the way we're no. doing at the moment. Um, with you know two weeks, Sir Doug Nichols rounds. It is not. It's not the one. Not is the it one. Two weeks? It's two weeks now. It's over so two next weeks. week as well. Yeah, it's over two weeks. So the Dreamtime game is obviously the main spectacle. Yeah. So um, everyone wears the Guernseys again next week. Is I believe that what's so. Happening? I believe They're so. Right. Yeah. So which would be good for Marlon Pickett, who designed Richmond's yeah. jersey and didn't get to wear it on the weekend. But no, the, the pre pre game stuff was incredible. Halftime show was great. Um, it was a good. The, look, the game was yeah, so so. It's a bit average. It was a bit of an average game. Um, nothing too exciting to be honest with you, but. Good experience all around, and I was lucky enough to be sitting in a box seat um, for this game, which was something different. Let me tell you, it's quite nice when you're three quarters of the way through your beer and you get a waitress tap you on the shoulder and say, oh, would you like another beer? And I'm like, oh, absolutely I would. <laughs> you know, free food. So it, it was uh, something different for me. I enjoyed the experience. But, yeah, great, great experience. Not a great game, if that makes sense. But I am happy because we won by 32 points. And I think this is now – it's nearly – 2,300 ga- days since we've lost to Essendon, which is a nice little record we're building there. Another record, long record that Essendon have. I think it's like nine or ten games in a row now we've beaten them, so yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely, you would. Yeah. Um, geez, they were there still. They'd, I mean, they showed a bit more physicality, which was expected. The yeah, Bombers, but there's been some people that are saying it was sort of fake physicality. Yeah. There. What, what did had, you, did you watch to. the game closely? Did you see some of the things yeah, that they were... Yeah, and I thought they they did what they had to do. Especially after the week that they had, they I had think to they respond. played better than last week. I, I yeah. thought some of the physical stuff they were doing was, I don't know, maybe them responding to the media, yeah. even though they said that they weren't going to do that. Mm. Um, but I thought the way they actually played was a better response. It was a little bit, but they were still very, very sloppy and messy, and yeah, it still wasn't a great performance. They had patches though. I thought yeah. they, were, they actually played. And that was well. their. I think I saw something. That was their lowest score that they've done in years as well. 48, 48 yeah, excluding, six. excluding the 2020 short and quarter season. Apparently that was oh, the, yep, their lowest yep. score in a long time. So 
I'll take that. Good defence from yeah. Richmond. Yeah. Well, I mean, that just sort of just sums up Essendon's season as well. So it does a little bit. Yeah. Did you see um, Toby Nankervis, what he got up to on yeah. the weekend? Yeah, you're telling me about that. That was quite funny. I can't yeah. remember the Essendon player's name. I'm going to bite myself for not yeah. remembering that um, now. But he's kicked Brian? his... Brian? Yeah. Nick Brian or something? I think it might have been. He kicked yeah. his first goal in AFL footy. Yeah. As, he's, as the team's gotten around him, Nank's gone and tried to join yeah. in the celebrations and they've all started a big scuffle and... I thought it was look. If it was anyone else on another team, I'd be like, "Oh, what a dog!" Being mm. obviously because it's Richmond, I thought it was quite funny. But yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. Let let the guy enjoy his moment. It's yeah. his first goal in footy. He doesn't want the opposition player robbing it in. So yeah. no, absolutely. Move, move on, Nank. Um, something we didn't get to touch on last week that happened between last podcast and this podcast was the shock retirement of Tipper. McDonald's yes. and Woody. Yeah, that's the uh, the issue with recording on a Monday. We do miss a bit of the midweek yes. news, but yeah, Tipper so that was did retire. huge, huge news. It was it was, was pretty p- emotional as well. It was. I thought the speech that he gave to the boys, and then when um, the team ran out before Dream Time, and Dyson Heppel was getting around, and the boys were all high fiving him. Something quite special. Tipper was one of those once in a generation type players. Real excitement machine. Um, so quick, so so quick. Mm. You couldn't stop him once he was on. I don't think and. I didn't realise he played as many games as he did. Yeah, he played, I think, 130-odd. So Well, yeah, he started in 2016 when they had that top-up. He was a top-up player for him. Yeah, but see, I, don't even, I feel like it was a lot like later than that that he started. But yeah. that, that's how yeah, that's how impressive he's been. He's played that many games. Yep. Um, yeah, he's been such a good player for him. I'd be disappointed to see him go, but it was the right time for him, I believe. And there's no point continuing if you're not, your heart's not in it, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Absolutely. All the best to Tipper on what's to come. Yeah. No, I think he was definitely my favourite Essendon player. You know, everyone knows how we feel about Essendon, but <laughs> I genuinely loved watching Tipper play. And, um, I mean, he always dominated against Carlton, which was tough to watch, but some of the stuff that he did was um, was freakish on the footy field. So, massive loss for them. Because I feel like when Tipper, when Tipper played well, Essendon usually win. Because he's one of those players where he's a bit of a barometer. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and he just, yeah, he lifted the team, not like mm. Reese Matheson. He was an actual barometer yeah. for, for Essendon. So when he played well, yeah. you're right, the Bombers usually did play well yeah. also. Yeah, so no, he'll be sorely missed. And yeah, fitting that he uh, retired in Dreamtime round as well. Yeah, so absolutely. Nice little send-off for him. Um, all right, let's move on to your uh, one of your favourite players in the competition. That's uh, the next Buddy Franklin, Max King. Max King. He, uh, he was looking good on Saturday night. He was clunking him. He actually played one of the best... Games of full, key forwards played this year. It was super. I think it was one of the best key forward games. It was six goals he kicked in the end, wasn't it? Seven touches, six goals. Yeah. So, so highly efficient. Highly efficient. I don't know if you want your forwards having more touches than that, but if he's kicking six goals, you're not going to argue with yeah. what else he does in the game because he's kicked six. So that's sort of what marking was huge as oh, well. Oh, he's nuts. He's, a, he's such a good mark. If he was a little bit more accurate, he would honestly yeah. be that much better. But he is a, he's a star. Um, I know I've talked to his shit when they compared him to Buddy Franklin, but... He is a star, and the Saints will be loving what they're doing at the moment. They're just ticking by quite nicely, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they are. They're, they're hanging around, and um, I think they kicked eight goals in the last quarter um, against, against Adelaide. So, because Adelaide were rotting their hammer and um, looking like they could potentially win that game as well, and then they, the Saints, uh, yeah, showed their class in the last quarter, and they, they were very impressive. So, I think they're going to be another team that's going to be challenging. Um, you know, top four, um, if not definitely top six. I think they'll they'll be pushing. They'll yeah. be around there, around the mark. So. Um, yeah, no, nah, they're, they're doing good things. They had a, a couple of interesting losses, but apart from that, they've been pretty good. So, um, yeah, and it's good to see the Saints. I think they've got a good, exciting team and um, an entertaining team as well. So, well, I'm believing in them more now than I have in the last two years. I know they played finals in 2020. They were good that season. They were good that season, um, but I didn't have as much belief in them as I do right now. Yeah. I think they're a bit more of a complete side now. Max King is in such good form. 
Um, and this, the players around him, and they're, they're not they're being harsh on some of the players that aren't performing as well, like Dan Butler on the weekend running around in the twos. Yeah, they're making those tough decisions to get rid of these players that would normally get a game every week. So yep. I think they're doing the right thing, Saints. Yeah, for sure. All right, what about the uh, your umpiring, mate? I think uh, you had some interesting interesting things to say, especially about those uh, the Sunday games, the Hawthorne game and the Collingwood game. Yeah, well, the Hawthorne one I watched pretty closely. The Collingwood one I, I missed, to be honest with you, but the, the Hawthorne-Brisbane one was the, one of the worst umpired games we've seen recently. And I'm not the only one saying this. I mean, I know I touch on it all the time, but it's it's in the news. It's the media, like the AFL media, the fans. No one's happy with what we're seeing at the moment. There's decisions that we didn't even know existed that are being paid. There's interpretations which are just... Mind blowing! I don't know how anyone thinks that you know that call, that certain call, whatever, was a free kick, and it's tough to watch. And then the AFL is wondering why crowd numbers are down. It's not COVID anymore. I think we've all moved past COVID being an excuse. It's not even hard to get into the games anymore. That you don't have to do a QR code to check in. I don't remember the last time I checked into a game. You know what I mean? That's because they're not mate forcing it. All you do is you walk in as per usual. There's, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't. I can't see how the AFL doesn't realize that one of the reasons the crowd attendance is, is down or are down is because the game's turning shit to watch. Mm. It's, it's it's just whistle after whistle after whistle. It slows the game down, not to mention the, the goal review decisions that they do every time. The goal umpires need to open their eyes or get, you know, go to spec savers, as the ads always say. It's, um yeah, it's difficult to watch. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with some of those decisions, oh, but... Yeah, I mean, we spoke about it a lot last week, but the dissent rule, again, was, was terrible over the weekend. Um, there was some. It's just I just don't understand how, like, yeah, the rules are tough for the umpires to adjudicate. But the um, if some of these umpires are thinking that's actually dissent, and I think that's another problem, like the umpiring itself. Not like you know, usually you can you can let the umpires off because the rules are hard to understand. There's a lot of grey area, but some of these umpires are just I think if they think that's dissent, or like worth a 50-meter penalty, then I think that's a whole new problem. Yeah, absolutely. But then the thing is, well, you don't know, is, is Brad Scott saying to him, I don't care what they do, just pay anything. I oh, know, but geez. You know what I mean? Like, is it, is it up to interpretation of what the umpire feels is dissent? Like, do you, mm. they have to feel like they're being rude or, you know, um, abusing me? That's 50. Or has Brad Scott drilled into him now? I don't care. Because he seems pretty stubborn about the topic. Has he just said, I don't care what they do, what they say, their arm even slightly raises or their head shakes, just pay it. Like, is, I don't know what the decision is from coming up top or, like you said, it is the umpires that are just individually mm. finding things as dissent because, I don't know, I, I don't like to use the term harden up, but if they think some of these things are dissent, yeah. they're going to have a bit of a look yeah, at themselves. It is. And it's ridiculous. I mean, did you see the one, the Lucky Neal one? No, I haven't. There was just a classic push and shove where you just push and shove, you know, palm mm. to the chest type thing. Lucky Neal, I think it might have been to John Newcomb potentially, but Lucky Neal was giving him a shove. Newcomb's shoved him back. The umpires paid a free kick against Lucky Neal for shoving him. Jeez. And it's like, that's not a free kick. Mm. When was that? When has that ever been a free kick? Yeah. And the, the Fox footy, like everyone's been saying it as well. It's not just me, so I'm not enoughy about this. Mm. It's ridiculous. And people are going to stop watching. I'll always watch because I'm an idiot, but there's going to be people that stop watching because it's hard. Yeah, it's... Or they'll watch their team and yeah. that's it. They're yeah. not going to watch any other games because it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And the goal, goals from free kicks as well are off the charts at the moment. Well, with all so the 50s they're paying yeah. now, it's such a damaging penalty yeah, for is. someone raising their arms in the middle of the ground all of a sudden having, the other team's having a set shot at goal. Mm. And yeah, yeah uh, it's ruined, I think it's ruined the yeah, game. It is con- it's seriously getting concerning now. Look, usually I'm, 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 I'm okay and I can put up with you know some umpiring, bad umpiring, but... 
I think now it's just getting to a really concerning level. Oh, you're going to get bad umpiring no matter what. And yeah. I'll accept that. That's yeah. that's fine. That It is what it is. That's part of the game. The rules are hard. I know that. I'm not trashing the umpires in that sense. But at the moment, like you said, yeah, it's worse than I think it's ever been. Um, even being at the Carlton game with you on Friday night, from a mutual standpoint, I thought, this is terrible. Mm. Like going both ways, there were some shocking decisions. Yeah, was, and I thought, if definitely. I was one of these supporters, I'd be losing my mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. that was that was ridiculous as well, that game. Um but, yeah, hopefully they sort it out soon because, yeah, if you start losing the fans, then there's a, a serious, serious problem. Well, there's, with without it. the fans, what is it? Yeah, there? exactly. So, just yeah. local footy. Yeah. Exactly right, mate. Um, well, let's give the Hawks, though, some credit from that game. Oh, absolutely. They, they were impressive. Down in Tassie. Against they love it down there. a premiership fancy in, in Brisbane. Huge, huge result that was. They really needed that. And yeah. Brisbane surged really late as they well. Did. The last three minutes, they kicked a couple of goals and... Mm. They got that last one just on the siren, I believe. They yeah. could get within five points. So they, they were coming strong and Hawthorne just held off, did what they needed to do. But really impressive all-round performance. And I think Sam Mitchell, whatever he's doing with his list, it's not going to happen this year, probably not next year. But you'd say within two or three years, these guys are going to seriously contend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, They can keep this list. I feel like yeah, they're, they're, they're a classic young rebuilding team at the moment where they come out of nowhere and win these outrageous games. But then they go on like these losing streaks as well, and they lose some poor games like the Essendon game, for example. Yeah. Um, and then you guys smashed them. Was it last week as well? Well, nah. not smashed them. We beat them pretty comfortably. Like you, yeah, a couple of weeks. It was a comfortable ago, yeah. win. Yeah. So and then they come out and beat Brisbane. Yeah. yeah. Like it's that's just a classic young team, inconsistent, but show a lot of potential. Absolutely. And I'll tell you who I'm loving from them. I'm loving Mitch Lewis. Mm, yeah, he's he's, he's going to be an amazing key forward. I mean, he kicked yeah. four on the weekend. He's a great contested mark, big boy, yeah. not afraid of a contest. He's going to be great in a couple of years. Yeah. Well, he's already pretty good now. So. Yeah. Or even John Newcomb as well. He's a star. Newcomb's probably the best player under 20 in the competition, I reckon, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't is he, think. Is he 20? Under 20? Is yeah. he 20? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sure this is his first season or is it his second, second season? Second, second season. But I think, yeah. I want to find that out. That's yeah. a good question. We'll have a look, but I, but I still, yeah, I still reckon he is the um, he's the best player in the comp under twenty at the moment, or best performing player. So he's twenty. He's twenty. Yeah. We're twenty or under then. Yeah, he's turning twenty one in August. Okay, well, the best player twenty or under at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a star, and they got him in the mid season drafts last year. Was it? I yeah, think last year. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Came from Box Hill. A good so. pick up. I really like the mid-season draft as well. And you can see how some teams may be strategically working things. Yeah. Like I know Carlton put Oscar McDonald on the non-active list yeah. and you know Richmond had Josh Caddy retiring. Whether that was a thought process that went through, like maybe saying, hey, Josh, if you're going to retire, do it now so we can get a pick or yeah. I don't know how that yeah. works. But a lot of clubs are starting to try and use that to their advantage. And I think good, you know, good on them. Definitely. Go for it. Well, that's coming up soon. So it'll be interesting to see who, uh, who gets picked up. Um, there's been some gems over the last couple of years, whatever it. When did he get introduced? 2019. 2019. Yeah, yeah, Marlon Pickett was the, the big go. one. There you go. Yeah, and John Newcomb, who we just spoke about as well. So, been some big ones. Um, last game of the round, Collingwood and Frio. As Talk we, about we, unexpected. We, we touched on it a little bit before, but yeah, that, that is a huge win from the Pies. That's, mate, to go to WA and beat Freeman, who have been one of the informed teams, mm. and Collingwood, who, you know, let's be honest, have been out of form the last few games, haven't yeah. been that great. This is massive. Massive, massive win. In the wet as well, sloppy conditions, tough footy to play, and they just did what they had to do, get the win, and they seemed to enjoy it as well. I mean, Jack Inovan just seemed yeah. to celebrate before he even kicked the goal. Yeah. Like, they just didn't seem like anything could go wrong for them towards the end of that game, and yeah. they, were, they were loving life up there. Yeah, no, nah, good on them. That was, a, that was a huge win. And I think Collingwood, very similar to Hawthorne, where they're a young, young team, 
they're going to pull these wins out of their ass every now and then. Um, and it's great to see. I think they're, yeah, they're going to be um, very good in a couple of years' time, I think. so. Um, absolutely. It's what, like, again, it's keeping the list. Exactly. If they can keep the list together, yeah. um, absolutely. The, the sky is the yeah. limit, is that the saying? Yeah. Sky's the limit. That's that is the one. That is, yeah, that is the one, Quinn. That's the one. I've never yeah. quite reached it, so I always, <laughs> tend, I always tend to forget. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, on to round 11. And it starts Friday night, Sydney and Richmond. You were going to fly over for this one, apparently. I was going to fly over. I was uh, going to go join my cousin Matthew up there. He's got a place in Sydney. He's living up there for work mm. at the moment. Cousin Liam's going up there also. So I was going to join a bit of the family, watch the game. But prior commitments are keeping me in Melbourne. Um, and with Tom Lynch and Kane Lambert missing this game as well, it could potentially be a good thing that I stay in Melbourne <laughs> and not go up and see that. But... I still give us a good chance. We're playing some good footy. Swans are all over the place at the moment. It just depends what Sydney team rolls up. I mean, they lost to the Gold Coast in, up in Sydney and they've mm. had a couple other stinkers up there as well. So who knows? It's going to be a very interesting game. But you'd say Sydney would want to bounce back and sort of put themselves in a good position to go forward again and have a good win. But Richmond are looking for five in a row also. So yeah. it's a tough one. I think I'm just with this one, I'm going for the upset with the Tigers and sticking with my boys to go for five in a row. But, you know, I think the Swans will respond also. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Really, really looking forward to this one. But yeah, I think I think Sydney just being at the SCG and, and coming off a loss as well, I think they'll definitely want to bounce back. Um, yeah, especially being at home as well. So yeah, Sydney for me. Saturday Arvo, we've got Brisbane and GWS at the Gabba. Another good game. Giants yeah. played some good footy last yeah. week. They just needed to do what they had to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they, the Crows, not a great opposition. Eagles. but Eagles, sorry, not a great opposition. But I had the Adelaide logo in front yeah. of me. Uh, <laughs> Not a great opposition, obviously, but they still played good footy. I mean, you can only yep. beat who's in front of you, and they played well. So they'll be uh, feeling pretty good about themselves at the moment, but not good enough to beat Brisbane at the Gabba. Not I at the Gabba. Not no. after a loss like yep. Brisbane just had. So no, Brisbane as well. Uh, Geelong Adelaide at GMHBA. Geelong yeah. hit some form on the over the weekend as well. Yeah, absolutely. They did. Jeremy Cameron played yep. some. Mate, he had twenty four touches and a few, fair few goals. Yep. I think Torp yeah. on Torp. the three quarter time sign. Yep. So. Feeling pretty good about himself at the moment, Jazza. But yeah, no, cats for me, especially down in Geelong. Yeah, yeah, cats for me. Melbourne Frio at the MCG. I feel this like is a big game. Two weeks ago, this would have been massive, but it given Frio's form, not so, not sure anymore. Let's wave it a bit. I mean, the odds are dollar twenty-two to Nam to Frio's four thirty-five, which a couple of weeks ago I reckon it would have been a lot closer than that. So yes. it's going to be interesting. Um, I think Frio will play a very good game, but I think Melbourne will do what they've done, and hopefully this tests Melbourne a little bit, and we we see a more four-quarter performance from them. Yeah. Because I just want to see... It's exciting yeah. to watch them play like that. So I wouldn't mind seeing a four-quarter performance in the Ds, but we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously Melbourne, I'm tipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne as well, or Nam, Nam. shall we say. Yeah. So they're, they're Nam again this week. They're Nam yeah. again this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Correct. Uh, Saturday night, we've got West Coast and the Doggies at Optus. I think uh, Doggies, nice. We don't really need to talk about that one, do we? No, we'll pass that one over to... Yeah. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast Hawthorne in Darwin. Jeez, this is... Uh, it's going to be a good game. This, this is going to be a very good game. Tough to pick. I'm going to go the Suns because I think they're probably used to the warmer weather a bit more than Hawthorne. I mean, yeah. I feel like that has to play a factor, playing a hotter climate yeah. and whatnot. And I think Gold Coast have been in some good form as well. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Hawthorne had a good win on the weekend, but like you said, they're up and down at the moment. I feel like Gold Coast have been a little bit more consistent than Hawthorne. So, for me, I'm going to go the Suns. Yeah, yeah. I think Suns as well. Yeah, being up in that, uh, that humid, dewy climate, um, pardon the pun. Um, it's going to be, um, it's going to suit them well. <laughs> Wouldn't have even thought about that if you hadn't mentioned it. Dewey. And you know what? I say that though, but I think 
Gold Coast and Hawthorne have had the same amount of wins for the season. So I say they've been more consistent, the Suns, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty they're... As of late, they've been a bit better. Gold as Coast. of late, they've been better, yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that there's just percentage separating the two yep. at the moment. So it'll be a good game. But yeah, Suns still yep. for me. Uh, Sunday, we've got St Kilda and North. Oh, you made a case yeah. for North? No. No, no. no. Sorry, sense. sorry, North fans. Saints, yep. they're too good at the moment. Yep, Saints as well. Sunday, Arvo, we've got the the old enemies, Collingwood and Carlton at the MCG. This is going to be, after Collingwood's big win, That's this is going to be massive. It's going to be a very big game. Collingwood mm. fans up and about, Carlton fans, yeah. we all know how up and about they are at the moment, whether we like it or not. So it's going to be an interesting game. Um, I mean, I still think Carlton's a stronger side and we're going to get yeah. the job done. Um, but I just hope it's one of those games that both sides really lift for the occasion and put on yeah. a show because I want those old school rivalries back. Yep. Um, you know, Richmond Essendon last week, big rivalry, didn't really feel it. Mm. It was 70 plus thousand in the crowd, but I didn't really feel it. So I'm hoping um, for this game here we get that sense of rivalry back and have a really good game. But yeah, Blues for mine. Yeah, no, this is going to be absolutely massive. Um, and yeah, I love these games. These are always the games I look forward to the most. Um, and I think, yeah, I think there's going to be 80,000 plus there on, on Sunday. And um, yeah, I think we'll, we'll be too strong given our form. But um, yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the Pies do put up a good show because... You know, as we know, Collingwood, Carlton, Carlton, Essendon, Richmond, whoever we play, can go either way. They're big games. Yeah, yeah, they're always big games. Yeah, yeah no, I think Carlton are in too good a form at the moment. Yeah, so. yeah, no, Blues for me. And then the final game is Port Adelaide and Essendon at the Adelaide Oval. Interesting. Oh. Like, in, I think Port. Yes and no. Port th- because it's there. Port because it's there, and they've been in the last few weeks. Better been, form. They've been in better form. Yeah. Essendon haven't shown enough. Recently, for me to give them a sort of a chance, especially flying over Adelaide, so now nah, Port Adelaide for me, but geez, Essendon would want to. I know we say this every week at this point, but they need, they want to respond. Absolutely, they do. I mean, they're, they're two and eight. Yeah, they're going to need to. Um, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just playing for pride now. Like they're obviously not going to play finals. Um, and a, a win against Port in Port will do wonders for that group. Um, the confidence it would build yeah, is huge. Yeah. So, but no, I think I think Port. Too strong, and um, yeah, they're, they're definitely still alive for finals, so they've got a lot to play for. So, yeah, port for me. Uh, but that is round 11. That is round 11. Um, Come on, quick. That's great. Um, yeah, the footy, as we said, it's an interesting place at the moment overall um, with the whole umpiring debacle and, um, and, and the rules and, and all that sort of stuff. But, um, but we still love it. We still rock up every week. Oh, we um, always will. Yeah. So, I think we'll, we'll change there. All right, let's move on, mates. Let's uh, let's do your Crimea River, um, JT style. Something a little bit different from me today. I'm not going to be uh, talking about umpires, MRO, um, goal reviews like I normally would, but it's going to be, yeah, like I said, something a little bit different. I don't know if you saw the Luke Beveridge comments on the weekend during his press conference where... He spoke about the treatment of Aaron Norton, but he also didn't really speak about the treatment of Aaron Norton. He just kept referencing the fact that he has to be careful. Um, And pretty much what he said was he was playing pretty well in the first half and then for whatever reason he wasn't in the second and I know there's reasons for that. But then he wouldn't go into detail. Now, the issue I have with this is not that Beveridge is saying something or that he's being cryptic. It's the fact that he feels he has to be cryptic. I don't like the fact that players and coaches don't feel like they can say the things they need to say because they're going to be fined or whatever by the AFL. Now, Damien Hardwick's another one that said some things that have pissed the AFL off. Um, Beveridge is one that obviously knows you know, that he's towed the line a fair few times also. I don't like it. If a coach wants to come out and say, 
yeah, I think we got shafted this week by the umpires, or I thought this this was the case. You should be able to say it. I mean, your coaches can get shit on, players can get shit on. How come the you know the two arguably most important aspects of the game can have as much criticism about them as you like, but then you can't say something about the umpires, you can't say something about the rule changes, you can't say something about the AFL as an organisation, you can't complain about that, but then the players and the coaches can get shit on as much as they want. So for me, that is my crummy river. I don't like that they feel like they have to be silenced. I think you should be able to say whatever you like. I mean, obviously to an extent, there's some things you can't say, you know, racist, sexist, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Don't say that because that, I mean, why would you be saying that in a press conference anyway? Um, but yeah, I think if you want to have a silk and say, I thought Aaron Norton was held on to and didn't get a fair go from the umpires, or even just say, I thought the umpires missed a few calls, that's fine. The umpires are allowed to be criticised. They're out there. It's their job. They get paid to do it. You're allowed to be criticised. So that's there. That's what I'm thinking. I know we're trying to stop umpires from getting shit on and we're trying to, you know, encourage more umpires to play the game and, uh, you know, officiate the game and all that. But I think you should still be able to criticise poor decisions because who holds them accountable otherwise? Mm. If if the players can't anymore, the fans have always kept them accountable, but we never get listened to anyway. Brad Scott seemingly doesn't think there's anything wrong. So someone has to do it. So I think, yeah, coaches should be able to say whatever they like. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I don't get. I don't get that whole because you look at you look at sports overseas and especially America, they they say whatever they want. Really, well, not whatever they want, but I feel like they've got more reign to say what how they really feel about oh, about, about certain situations. So um, I know it's you know I know it's a different culture here and um, you know it's overseas, but I mean that's the whole theatre of it. You know, and I think that's why a lot of people love it so much because they love the theatre, the drama of, um, you know, the, the the emotion after the game and um, from the coaches and the players and how they're really feeling. You know, that's what that's what we love. Oh, hundred percent. Because yeah. it's 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 raw, it's passionate, it's yeah. what it's real. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not fabricated. It's not a really well media trained conversation where you can tell they're not giving anything. They're they're talking without really saying anything. So, yeah, I think let them open up a fair bit more than they are, and they shouldn't have to feel like they can't say anything and. Bevo shouldn't have to say, "Oh, I've got to be careful." Like, no, say say what's on your mind, mate. Like, yeah. if we if everyone disagrees, they disagree. Didn't stop him with the Tom Morris stuff earlier in the year. It's true. You know what that I mean? That is true. So I mean, well, but that, he's that's too because, scared now. But that's also because he wasn't talking about the AFL. Mm. He was talking about a journal. Yeah. So there was no repercussions for that. He knows if he says something about the AFL, they'll come down hard. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the case. The AFL, the umpires, all should be left open to do as much criticism as the players and coaches are. That's that's my opinion. So. Yeah. Yeah. In the industry, that's that's it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. No, that's a it's a good one. I, I definitely uh, definitely agree with that a lot. So, um, yeah, I think Bevo, geez, he, how much was he trying to really, really, really bite his tongue? Oh, he was reining himself in, yeah. especially because then the journos started trying to bait him and go, oh, "What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean?" And he, <laughs> he, to be fair to him, he kept his mouth closed. Yeah. He didn't bite, but I think he should have been allowed to. So, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll move on from that. But that's my crime. Yeah, nah, love it. Jeez, uh, big call. You, you were a fair bit off last week. I don't know if I can do this anymore. For those time. that don't remember, I predicted that Tom Lynch would kick eight against the Bombers, um, and he kicked zero four and did a hamstring in the mm. third quarter. So probably the exact I, opposite of what you thought he would do. I think I put a curse on on um, on things. Maybe do you reckon? Do you reckon I'll mark a bad luck charm? I think you might be at this point. Yeah. yeah. Can you you know say something really good about Buddy or something this week? That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to be like, I reckon Colin would are going to beat the Blues by about ten goals. <laughs> <laughs> Smart. I think Collingwood are going to be cut by <laughs> sixty points, and but that wouldn't really be a big call. <laughs> All right, fifteen the, goals. The look on your face, Sam, was like, I can't tell if he's being serious. 
Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling for one this this round. Um, I really am. I really am. Um, like I was tossing up whether because like the North performance against Nam last week was good. I'm like, are they are they sniffed to beat the Saints? Like, can they beat the snake the Saints at the Snakes? The Snakes Saints at Marvel. Remember, I put uh, North in my uh, tips uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and they let me down. Yeah, I did North. Um, remember, that wasn't the first big call. And yeah, that was, that was bad against the Dogs, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, this one completely off the cuff. Um, look, I'm going to start putting a timer on these things. North will beat the Saints. Oh, jeez. You've gone with the easy one. <laughs> You've gone with the easy one. Are we going for a margin or just I'll just get it done? Go up, Siren. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, it is a big call. It, it's isn't that what the, the whole point no, of it is? It, it is the whole point of it. It, it is, is the whole point of it. Maybe we should start putting more thought into it before <laughs> we start. But that's the beauty of I it. I like it, though. It's off the cuff. No, nah, I do. I like yep. it. I like yep. it. North to win with a goal up to the Siren against the Saints on the weekend. If that happens, oh, boy. Yeah. I reckon we retire the segment. If, all right, if that happens... We don't do it ever again because you're not yeah, getting one better. Okay, all right, all right, done. All right. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind not doing it ever again. I think I'm if we get... embarrassing myself. I think if we get one in general, let alone just this one, yeah. I think if we ever get one big call, we just stop. Yeah, I think so. we haven't so. had one yet. All right. Yeah, uh, but we'll done. see, we'll see. One, one week at a time and hopefully yeah. this week it gets up for you. And if the AFL ever listens to your Crimea River, we stop that as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If I get a message from Gil or anyone up high, yeah, yeah we're done. All right. Beautiful. All right, well, uh, let's wrap up there. Speaking of being done. We are absolutely done. Episode 97. We're almost at a tonne, which is fantastic. We've got some uh, exciting things planned for the tonne, so stay tuned for that in a few weeks. Um, but, yeah, another round of footy done, and um, we're in double digits now, so round 11 next week with the buys following that, so almost at the halfway point. But, um, yeah, enjoy your, your week and enjoy the weekend of footy, and we'll, we'll chat next week. <laughs>